Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Beard Talk Live, the uncensored Free Talk Live after show. Learn more at beard.freetalklive.com. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Well, you know what Nancy says? If you can't beat them, nuke them. It's my, my very best Ronald Reagan impersonation. Mm, that is Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I used to have a whole, uh, there was a book that came out, I'm trying to remember the name of the book, but uh, it had, it was kind of like Garbage Pail Kids, in a way, like before Garbage Pail Kids, because it was like, it was just plays on people's names. So there was Ronald Ray Gun mm-hmm. or Ronald's Ray Gun, and it was a picture of a little, like, you know, phaser from Star Trek or whatever. There was Johnny's Cash, just a pile of money, mm-hmm. right? you know, famous people, but like, f- pictures of their name that weren't really their right. picture or whatever. Had a whole whole book of that you know every time i think of ronald reagan i can't help but think of the star wars project (laughs) yeah not the films (laughs) yeah yeah now honestly people really should have seen it coming when all the conspiracies ended up being real i mean the things that are part of official history are things like the star wars project which is, we will put a laser in space, Mr. President. Space lasers. Space lasers called the Star Wars Project. Like, he literally put a fucking death ray. Well, he tried, yeah. at least, officially. You see, the lasers will shoot down the Russian missiles in the air on their way towards us. Right. I think that was the, about the, the summary of the many, uh, you know, uh-huh. presidential addresses that were given on the subject. I, I've been reminded recently that putting space in front of things makes it cooler. Mm. Right? Like, this isn't a letter opener. It's a space letter opener. <laughs> right? It's this, true. This isn't, a, this isn't a podcast or a live streaming show. It's a space podcast. Hey, man, lasers used to be cool. Clearly, it's not enough now. they got to be space lasers. Well, okay, right. Yeah, exactly, right? It's not a car. It's a space car an intensifier right there uh, yeah if you add the word space in front of it right you know you you find a, a new girl you want to date you're like no let's go on a space date <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means hey i would love to go on a space date come on who wouldn't <laughs> okay uh this ooh, is oh this is beard talk there's Life. also a time date that's how you really get the girls well What'll really fuck with you is the interdimensional date. Oh, that <laughs> will fuck with you. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the phone number. Uh, I'm sure you'll be calling, and if not, we'll do a show anyway. Uh, we have to do something before we get started. Fuck. Wait, wait, wait. Why do we do this show, Peakless uh, Mountaineer? Why do we do this show? Because fuck, fuck the FCC. FCC. That's right. Fucking assholes. Bastards. Um, Previously on Beard Talk Live. uh, I think we had, didn't we have Richie Rich in here once? No, 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 no. But we had talked about uh, fighting words at some point. Uh, What fighting words are, like legally, Mm. right? Apparently, and I didn't know this until I learned. Yeah, one of the, yeah. one of the few excuses of uh, the the initiation of, of violence, right? Yeah, yeah. They say, okay, at this point, you you've crossed into violence, right? And I mean, I I will say that threats are definitely not speech. So so, just like I can 
tune up the 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 volume on just talking to you. But if I tune that volume up high enough, I'm going to make your ears bleed. If I tune it high enough, I can kill you. Right. None of that would be speech. Obviously, there is a way to use speech as a weapon because everything can be used as a weapon. Well, and, you know, the state is very good at using speech as a weapon by mm-hmm. the, the way they create new and interesting terminology that mm-hmm. didn't exist before. You know, their excuse. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Bidenomics. They're trying oh. to make that happen. Well, they stole that from Reaganomics. Oh, my God. Like, did they ever? Shit, man. Yeah, no, did that's they have, exactly what they're trying did to they do. They're have like, Clint- yeah, he's, he's just as, hey, we had an ancient, old, decrepit man before, and he was great. <laughs> did they have Clintonomics and Obamanomics and Bushnomics? They, they did no, not. They didn't. They did not. Right? Obamanomics actually sounds pr- like it's a, It sounds that, amazing. That would roll off the tongue real easily, right? It does. Uh, my favorite word to say uh, surrounding Obama and his presidency, of course, is uh, the abomination. Mm. <laughs> like abomination, but just with him. It's a fact. Totally an abomination. Yeah. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Oh, uh, hey there. Uh, my name is uh, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Uh, You are on Beard Talk Live, the after show, if you will, or the show that comes after Free Talk Live. It's the same phone number. We are in the same studio. It's just that we're not on the radio right now. We are uncensored online only, so we can cuss and stuff like that, okay? Oh, that's fucking fantastic. Fucking sweet. All right. So So first question, do you have a beard? Uh, No, I do not. I fall under the category of the, the Chia Pet. I'm the Chia Pet variety, and it's a little too sparse. So no, unfortunately, mm. I've tried, and it's terrible. Well, right, well. You'll, you'll have to be using our honorary guest beard. I'm just going to send the, oh, the oh. spiritual essence of our in-studio guest beard. Through the wires you. and everything so that, you know, to your phone, so that now you've received this uh, non-physical guest beard to wear during the duration of your call. Should you choose to accept so it's, it? it, it no, oh, it, 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 it's it's kind of itchy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we know he got it's it. It's really cheap. <laughs> hey, it worked. <laughs> it was like a. Do- I think Mark got it for us at like the Dollar Tree or something. I don't even know. Man. Uh, so what you call about? Okay, so there's a lot of um, a lot of states now are re- their uh, their marijuana laws and marijuana is becoming legalized. Mm-hmm. In a lot of states, thank God, and that sort of thing. But uh, the, so there's an unintended consequence of that. Is uh, now I'm calling from Canada. There are a lot of unintended where consequences. Where we have where we have legalization here now, mm-hmm. and the problem is now with what has happened is the, also the rules of engagement of uh, of uh, with with the, the police engaging the public. Yeah, is that has changed as well. They passed a specific bill. I don't recall the bill off the top of my head, but um, okay. So for example, you know, before you had to, there had to be cause, right? There's whatever term that is, broken headlight, mm-hmm. you know, probable cause light, or like, something. Yeah, probable cause. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They had to for them to pull you over, and then, and then you know, away they go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is gone. This that bill that was passed here, uh, all of that is gone. Twenty four, twenty four seven, three sixty five. You can ugly. be pulled. You can be pulled over at any at any time. So day or night, uh, where you will you are required to to whatever test that they have a blood test. Yes, they're drawing blood now. Uh, saliva test, 
wow. and or or breath and or breathalyzer. Again, well, anytime. So you nine, live... ninety year old granny going going for growing for groceries or uh, you know some stiff going to work. It, it it doesn't matter, and that is only because of the marijuana the the marijuana legalization. No, so no, no, care. no, 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 no. That is not only be be- no, careful. no. Listen to me, man. That is not only because of the marijuana legalization. The fact well, is no, that no, Canada they, has right. become an absolute fucking police state nightmare. And the fact that you haven't clued into that since the trucker protest is kind of concerning. I mean, seriously. Oh, no, no, no. I know. Listen, I'm fully. Right. This, no, no, this am, is more than just the legalization of of marijuana, is what I'm saying. He's like, saying the piece of legislation that sort of makes it uh, legally okay for them to pull anybody over at any time happened as a, it was passed within the marijuana legalization bill. Is oh, that it was correct? within the bill. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That, okay. That, that's where I'm. That's where I'm going with that. Wow. Is that yes, exactly. That they uh, slipped that in. Yeah, they hide a bunch of shit in right. these bills, right? And like one one thing that makes me think that uh, there is a sort of a global conspiracy, if you will, to I, I don't know, uh, you know, make everybody a debt slave of of you know some small group of people. It's because of shit like Canada, right? Uh, I'm not trying to diss on on, on your home or anything. Unfortunately, yes. But because, like, you would think that Canada would just sort of be its own thing, independent of Switzerland-ish, you know what I mean? But no, it's just right there, lockstep with, like, us and Australia and, you know, all these other places that, you know, these westernized places, even Europe. Five eyes. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like, like you would think that, that there would be one place that wasn't lockstep with, you know, sort of this police state, you know, growth. But no, it's right there with it. And so it's happening around the globe simultaneously. And that's what sort of bothers me the most, I guess. Well, hold on, right, sir. So if they pass this as part of of, uh, the marijuana law, it's very simple what they're saying. Like, okay, we will let you have your pot. Now here's the thing that you're going to need to forget. You, at least uh, in this particular context of tonight's show, uh, are what we like to call, or what I like to call, the second man. And so in any social movement, whenever there's, you know, a societal change fundamentally in how society functions... Uh, there's always a movement, eh, end of slavery, women's rights, stuff like that. Uh, there's always, you know, a, a, a person who is the first guy. And he's like, hey, everybody, uh, owning people and forcing them to do whatever you want is wrong. Right? Like, slavery. I, yeah. I'm against slavery. And everybody, they laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you crazy kook or whatever. Right? And As if we could ever do that. Right, yeah. Uh, but well, but then, about about eight about seventeen eighteen years ago, yeah, I was that guy. Sure, but then but then there's uh, what we call the second man, and the second man is probably more important to any of these movements uh, than anything else because without the second man, you don't get the third man, the fourth man, the fifth man, right? The mm-hmm. idea just dies. But if the second man, uh, you know, recognizes that this guy's thought is valid and is also you know on board with you know sort of making a change in society. Hey, we could have a world without slavery. Right. So whether it's you specifically that are the second man or perhaps we're the second men, uh, you know, the fact is that there are second men all over the place. Canada, apparently, there are in Australia, there are in the U.S., there is in France, there is in Europe, there's even in Mexico, man. This is how I know, like, inflation across the board uh, is affecting the world, right, particularly Mm -hmm. the U.S. inflation, because... There's a bunch of expats down in Mexico who are also feeling the inflation. 
Uh, they're saying things like, uh, hey, uh, you know, it's not quite so inexpensive to live in Mexico anymore. Our rents oh, have gone man. up and our grocery bills have gone up and our utilities have gone up and, you know, everything's just sort of going up and up. Now, compared to the U.S., it's still lower cost to live there. But the people who've been there for, you know, let's say the last five or maybe ten years are noticing they're like, oh, man, you know, they're on fixed incomes, and that's why they went down there in the first fucking place, because they want to make their money go as far as possible in retirement or whatever. And so they're like, shit, we have to readjust. We might have to move and find a cheaper place and, you know, make all these adjustments to their budget because, well, you know, what they thought they had was enough to last them the rest of their lives isn't because well, the government just prints more out of fucking thin air. So, so hold yeah, on, hold on. I wanted to... Other- I, I actually really wanted to uh, bring up what's been uh, going on with the uh, the money printing bit. Because yeah. so at the moment, everything seems to be in this bull market. And that actually has me really worried. Because if this was, you know, just going to do like a regular kind of like even a deep depression, then it would just sort of go into a depression already. Yeah. I... But this is the kind of thing that happens right before like the crash. And I'm pretty sure it'll be on a nice, even keel until at least late September. But this honestly has me, like, I- I'm worried that the ride is about to get real bumpy. What's inflation like in Canada? Is the price of everything going, going up? Absolutely. Now, now, <laughs> now, yeah, oh, 100%. And so what we have now is we have a carbon tax. It's a, it's a, it's a federal carbon tax. And it is now at um, 13 cents a liter. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't have my my conversion for you. That's fine. I know but, what the uh, liter is. A, it's a, it's it's a, <laughs> it's a significant. There's 3.78 liters in one U.S. gallon. Yep. So so 15 so 13 cents multiply that by 3.78, and that's how much is going on a gallon of of gasoline. Right, it'd be like uh, Here, around 40, 40 cents or something like that. Just... So, yeah, okay, so yeah, so there you go. So, yes, of course, inflation is going up because it's because uh, that's that's a big part of it. Get rid of that carbon tax and, you know, well, things are suddenly, things can suddenly, you know, that's a big, because that's a big expense. I assume Canada in the movement, has a... In the uh, movement of goods, right? Canada has a central bank, right? Much like the, the U.S. Bank has... Of Canada, yes, which is like in, in lockstep with the Bank of England, Mark Carney... Mm-hmm. Mark Carney turned out to be, you know, how how is it? Oh, the the Bank of Canada, it's so very Canadian, and oh, the British Bank, you know, whatever. Yeah, they're all they're all exactly the same. So how can one guy then loop well, into the other one like seamlessly? Like, <laughs> listen, like, come well, on, hold, hold on, they're not exactly the, they're not exactly the same, and it is a big club, but even a club can have factions. So at the moment, the the European Central Bank. And the Bank of England. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as you point out, the, the Canadian Central Bank moves in lockstep with this. Now, these, all of these central banks are moving in the direction to completely eliminate corporations from the earth by just subsuming all of their functions into government. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? It's Ricky from the fucking Commonwealth there, uh, brother. Fucking Captain. Ricky from the, the fucking... with the cross, no doubt. You you went down on an eagle and it fucked up your cross? No, that was down with the eagle and up with the cross, no doubt. That's going to be my campaign slogan in well, the future, no doubt. Well, Emphasis I, on pain. Well, I am against uh, torture and execution devices. 
that are government uh, programs. So down with the cross as well as the eagle. I'm against well, yeah, the idea of old, government. Well, wait a minute now. This is an elongated cross. That's a whole different story there, Peacos. Hey, a cross is a cross, man. Or if you're not, Slayer, not like unless this, you got two of them, then it's a double cross. If you're the heavy metal band Slayer, you make up a word called crostica. Ah, there yeah, you go. Well, That's a portmanteau, by the way. That is an awesome portmanteau. Yeah. In well, fact, I've, I've visualized that, that portmanteau. Well, this cross is actually has to do with something important. You know, it's called uh, it's called secession. And it's also called defending people's land, and I think that's really important. And that's really why it's the centerpiece of my campaign once again, because it fits right in. Because I'm not I'm not going to be I'm not even hiding it. I never did before, and everybody was all for it. And my pre-campaign so far is going well. People just publicly don't want to have their minute, name minute, associated minute. with us. Ricky, what, yeah. is, what is a pre-campaign? Well, that's where I'm smarter than my opponent because they're never going to see me coming. See, <laughs> I have a pre-campaign to reestablish all of my previous endorsements. Then I'm going to have the campaign when I announce. No, I get that. I'm not asking what a campaign is. I'm asking what what are the components? Like, is there an outline of what a pre-campaign is so that aspiring statists who want to get elected like you can go? Oh, if I put together this kind of an outline and just fill it in with my stuff, it'll tell me what a pre-campaign is. Well, I'll tell you in one second, simply. But why you call me a statist? I'm not a statist, Captain. Well, if you're attempting to get elected, then, yeah, you are. Yes, but I'm looking to get elected, not for the sole purpose, but my main purpose is to blow the U.S. Constitution away. So that, I don't really think, makes me a status captain. Well, uh, you would be uh, becoming an employee of said state. And you would but be, you you would be campaigning that. for the privilege to do so, <laughs> which, in fact, would make you a status by definition. Not necessarily, because I want to point something out to you, Captain. Now, one thing, this has come up by Peakless before, mm -hmm. and the reality is even Brother Ian has come to the realization. You see, once you blow it away, right away you're talking 40% right off the top of government is going away. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to say a lot about it, but in all honesty, something else I want to blow away with it is the PA Senate. That I want to go to. What so makes you left, what makes you believe that you would that they would even allow you to to get a well, seat? Well, see here here's the thing, and I'll be to be honest with you, Captain. I'm going to be in a lot of danger every step of the way. Now, once I get into the primary, say I get past that, I'm going to be even more danger. But the most danger is if I get elected, because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to do exactly what a certain representative when he was U.S. congressman did. By a guy by the name of Thomas Jefferson, now, he had no problem using manipulation of his fellow members of the House. And some speculate, and I personally believe, used blackmail to get what he wanted for the people. Will I stoop to those levels for the people? Uh, yeah, I will. And I think they got it coming. So, again, also, again, you have just uh, exceeded the definition of statism because you've admitted that you will stoop to levels below your normal uh, you know, personal character uh, in in order to get your way, thereby turning the guns of government upon a minority of people to get your way. Yes, but you got to understand these are status. Uh, you know that. that, that and I won't and you just joined them, pal. Hey guys, it's your boy Skeeter. 
Let's keep mm. all drugs illegal. I, bring back alcohol. I would not claim you as immunity is good. I would not claim you as my boy ever. Fuck out. <laughs> What's that? I would not claim you as my boy, but you know that's fine. I am probably old enough to be your dad, though. I'm thinking. Oh, are you sure about that? I don't know. How old are you? Approximately. You don't have to tell me exactly. Oh, no. but... If 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 I were to guess, I'd put you uh, low forties. That's my guess. Uh, yeah. So I have that eternal youth of a of a Gemini. That's what go. the uh, oh, the astrology you're, chicks you're tell me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that where the eternal youth comes that? from? Yeah, I'm 51, bro. Oh. Oh. Okay. I didn't mean to compliment you. Sorry about that. <laughs> that. You know? That may be the most genuine thing I've ever heard from you. I, I actually believe you this time. Uh, yeah. It might be the most honest thing you've said on this show. I just, I was really going off, like, your taste in music. It's kind of It could have been older, but uh, since I don't know, like, that yeah. generation's music. I do have a lot of, like, the, 90s stuff in my taste of music. It's true. Yeah, that, that's kind of what was throwing me off. Yeah. It wasn't your look. I would have guessed you're 60 from that, but. Yeah. It's the it's the it's the gray. We but love why it. Why don't you guys move the fuck out? <laughs> why would we? Because you're free riding national defense like hypocrites. We're you know you free want to withdraw what? all your tax revenue. What are we free riding? All the benefits of national defense by staying in the belly of America. Uh, no, what actually, I don't want of? any of that. I don't have any choice. Um, actually, hold on, hold on. Actually, the fact that I am currently under a potential threat of nuclear annihilation is strictly due to the fact that I'm so goddamn close <laughs> to the United States. Thanks. Nuclear annihilation? Yes. That's called, uh, yes. Mad, isn't it? They are currently, they are currently in a proxy war with the, with the best armed nuclear power on the planet. Yeah. We're past the Cold War, you know that, right? Uh, you know nuclear, nuclear weapons are a deterrent for actual nuclear... They're actually a deterrent dude, for themselves. if you, you make that? Putin decide that he's either going to take you with him or not, then he's going to take <laughs> you with him. Yeah, what sane person would do that? Number one, number two. He's not sane. Yeah, he's a head of state. On him if, we, if you were to do that, you don't get sane people that want to rule the world. Right? Duh. Good, good men do yeah, not want do. to rule. Yeah, you do. But it, but anyway, no, you don't. Uh, show, show me one good uh, man, and I'll show you okay. a murderer. A murderer. I mean, um, one good president I, I of the United States. I'll show you a murderer. A murderer, but I mean, uh, we benefit from that. I mean, I don't benefit from anybody's no, murder. I do no. not benefit from that. Why don't you guys like, leave? By though? definition, why don't I don't benefit from murder. I did leave. Why I came to New Hampshire okay, because if, we're if trying to tr murder, trying to have a place where we can be free. If you don't benefit from murder, why don't you do like um, the Republic of Minerva did? Gather up money, buy an island, or try to make an, an artificial island and see what happens to you. All that stuff Just is being tried. What's that? All that stuff has been tried and is being yeah. tried, including a whole bunch of people migrating to New Hampshire in an attempt to no, secede from the Union. That's free riding national defense. That now, is bullshit. That is it is literally the exact opposite. It's, it's literally doing what you're asking us to do, which is leave. We want to leave the rest of the United no, States. I have more no. enemies than I would ever naturally have because of the association that I am forced into. Fact. No, what, what, when have you stepped outside your house and you're scared of an attack from an, uh, a foreign enemy? When's the last time that happened? Dude, I'm, I'm scared of an attack from a foreign enemy while I'm in my house. I'm on enemy <laughs> territory. I know that. I'm in a cold sweat because of a foreign and, enemy. And attack. I'm more, I'm more worried, me, right? Skeeter, about a domestic threat <laughs> than I am 
uh, a foreign threat. Yeah, that's the you very know, foreign you know enemy that I'm that? talking about. You know how the you United States federal threat? government is foreign to me. Just follow the law. Just follow the law. Oh, yeah, they would never harm anyone who was following the law. Yeah, Skeeter. And following the law is totally possible because there's a finite number of them. Skeeter, have you any idea how many laws there are in the United States? That's a good thing. You want more laws. Do you have any idea of the exact number of laws that exist in the United States? A lot. I mean, I've seen, I've seen how big the uh, how long it's not the book few. Is with all the laws. How, how many laws exist in the United States? Do you know the number? Are you a statist or are you anti-statist? I'm asking you a question, and I'd appreciate it if you answer. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a hell of, I, I'm almost uncountable. Not almost uncountable. No, not almost, but you're Completely close. uncountable. There are so many that not even computers can calculate them. There's not even, like, That's a guess. That's a good thing. Are you an that is not a good thing. That is not yeah, a good so thing. If we can't are, even count the number, how can you be certain more, that you're following them? All right, hang on. Scooter, listen. Listen. Are you familiar with... Are, all right, I'm going to turn him down. Scooter... Everyone in the United States of America commits at least, on average, three felonies per day. Three felonies per day. Now, most people don't get prosecuted for them, but the way the law is written, uh, it certainly is that you commit three felonies a day. So when you say just follow the law, you obviously have no clue what you're talking about. (laughs) Come on, Sisyphus. Just get it to the top of the hill already. What's funny about statists uh, and people like Skeeter, but I repeat myself, uh, is that like they don't necessarily disagree with our premise that it would be preferable to not have a giant institution of violence uh, that is the harbinger of death and you know the stealer of all things and responsible for all of the major human atrocities of human history, uh, or at least as far as numbers of deaths are concerned. Uh, they don't necessarily argue that it's preferable not to have that, right? So if that's true, then why can't we have one area where people who want that can go? Wouldn't that be lovely? Wouldn't that be lovely? Couldn't we at least give it a shot? Yeah. Could we just have one space where, like, okay, you think the government is necessary and without it there will be a great collapse. Okay, well, let us give it a shot. Yeah. You know, let us, you know, run these crazy ideas for a trial. I mean, you can run off and go do socialism if you want to do that. Like, I've seen socialist communes. You know, they they have their troubles. But, I mean, that is being tried. It's being attempted. So just have a place where we can be left in peace. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, and if we don't, oh, what's the worst that can happen? We we were slightly freer than we were before. Yeah. Wow, that's preferable yeah. too. But the fact of the matter is, you have absolute psychopaths like Putin, for example, yeah. and whoever else ends up at you know one of those places where you're clearly trying to take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they won't fucking let us. All right. So instead of doing that, what we've had to do is we've had to find a way to completely undermine their existence. And that way is by using currency that they don't control. Right. Because that's what's turned them into these, I mean, pure war things. Because, like, sure, they were always awful. Governments have always been tyrannical bastards. But at least they had limitations. 
because there was only so many people they could get killed. There aren't any of those limits this way. No, not anymore. So if we're going if we're going to limit how many people they can kill, then we have to use a currency system that isn't tied to that. We have to use a money that isn't murdering people. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. Super important. In fact, it's the it's the linchpin. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the key turning point in my opinion. Uh it means that the rest of the the principled vision of libertarianism, anarchism, whatever you want to call it, voluntarism, mm-hmm. probably the best word, uh, are uh, achievable, mm-hmm. right? Prior to cryptocurrency, I was like, well, you know, we got gold and, you know, we can do something with that and, you know, or we make our own currency or something, you know, I'm not sure. But I, I've always been of the opinion that any type of a, a secession movement or something along those lines would necessarily require bloodshed to leave. I no longer believe that. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, it's one of the reasons why I came to New Hampshire is because I'm like, we have this incredible tool that was gifted to mankind. Mm-hmm. And we should be using it to free ourselves from this centralized giant murder machine. Well, and the beauty of it is that its use does that. So even when authoritarians use good money, yeah, that power frees people. They are even the most wretched uses of it still empowers something that will undermine something much worse than whatever you're using it for. Mm. Because whatever you might, okay, so let's say you pay for uh, someone to be murdered mm-hmm. in in you know Bitcoin or whatever. Okay, however. If you consider the fact that you have just undermined something that is perpetually murdering millions of people, how many lives are being saved from just that little bit of value being pushed over there because you had to acquire that somehow, mm-hmm. which means you had to trade out of of the dollars that were supporting these murder machines. You had to trade out of more murders in order to accomplish that one murder. Right. So even the worst possible things that can be powered with this are still undermining worse things. Have you seen this uh, this thing that's circulating around the uh, social media? It's uh, it's what what the general public believes about Ross Ulbricht, mm-hmm. right? And it's all the fucking bullshit. It's all the lies. It's like, oh, he hired a murderer. I'm like, mm. actually, no, that was proven wrong. He he didn't actually have anything to do with it. You know. Oh, but he would rob up. No, he wasn't doing any of that either. He just built a fucking website. Yeah, uh, I'm mighty, surprised people even know the name. A mighty fine website, but it turns out that all the all the slander, right, is what people believe. This is how effective the mainstream media propaganda machine is. Mm-hmm. That people believe the lies, even though the truth has come out about those lies. Where no, it's been proven wrong. No, he didn't do that. No, he wasn't involved in any of that. Right, uh, these lies have been proven false, but this is what people still believe. Well, you know what they say: a lie will be halfway around the world before a before a truth puts its shoes on. I want to get back to fighting words. We sort of, kind of started to talk about it in segment one. Um, uh, there's a, another person who does the anarchist experience. His name is Richie Rich, 
Uh, he actually, I was waiting on him to call about this uh, because he brought it to my attention. But uh, calling 10-year-old fucking little snitch isn't punishable as obscene, threatening, or fighting words. Uh, this is Commonwealth mm. versus Hanner decided last week by the, speaking of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania uh, Intermediate Appellate Court in an opinion by Judge John Bender, joined by Judges uh, Mary Jane Bowes and Megan Sullivan. Uh, the facts, as taken in the light more favorable to the Commonwealth, as the verdict winner are straightforward. Sometime during 2021, appellant's two children were in the foster care system while appellant was dealing with an incident of domestic abuse in which she was the victim. Her two children stayed with NM, who is the mother of the victim in this case, SM, on September 11, 2021. NM permitted SM, who was then 10 years old, to ride his bike home from his grandmother's home. Shortly thereafter, SM returned to the house crying and scared. SM testified that he encountered, encountered appellant while bicycling home. He saw a vehicle stopped in the road near a gas station. The driver asked SM, do you remember me? I'm such and such as mom. SM recognized the driver as appellant. Appellant then pulled into the station parking lot and loudly and aggressively berated SM twice, calling SM a, quote, fucking little snitch, unquote. SM was scared started crying, and biked back to his grandmother's home. Appellant was charged with one count of harassment, which states that a person commits harassment when, with the intent to harass, annoy, or alarm another person, communicates to or about such other person any lewd, lascivious, threatening, or obscene words, language, drawings, or caricatures. Pennsylvania decisions have accepted that a harassment conviction is valid only if the speech falls within a First Amendment exception, in this case, the Commonwealth deferred to the trial court's decision to instruct the jury that any conviction must satisfy the Miller standard, which is a recognized exception to the First Amendment's prohibition against criminalizing speech. We apply the Miller standard as the Commonwealth pursued a theory equating obscene language with the Miller standard, and the jury was instructed accordingly. Uh, therefore, given the Commonwealth's acquiescence on this point, we will assume for the limited purposes of this appeal that obscene language must appeal to the purient interest in accordance with Miller. Blah, 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 blah. Prurient. Prurient, yeah, sorry. That's just the wrong placement for an R. Yeah. It, this is really, like, probably not good to read. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's bad show. copy. But hold on. So, fucking little snitch, uh, you know... I could see that being is that uh, fighting words. That's I could really see the that question being a threatening, here. I could see that being a threatening word right there because snitches do get stitches. Them's uh, the facts. Well, okay, but that's an action. And to be fair, and a reaction. That's not verbal abuse, right? If if I that think that's might be different. a threat, though. I, mm, that was in the list. Threatening. Yeah. Fucking little, calling somebody a fucking little snitch might just be a fact. Mm. You know, so saying something true loudly in an angry way, I don't know if them's fighting words. Yeah. You know how, like, uh, uh, Ricky talks, mm -hmm. right? He he backs up and he's got to say a whole bunch of lead in words before, Jesus you Christ. know, it takes him five minutes. Like, how does. <sighs> 
this is the problem with language. Like you and I identify that as like something that would be difficult for somebody trying to understand what he's saying, speaking a different language, standing in front of him. Mm. Because he's basically trying to say, oh, yeah, some soldiers went to war and they died. But he takes you know mm-hmm. 3,000 words to say it. From what I understand, that's exactly what English or sorry, what Eastern languages are structured for. Like they're specifically geared toward having to say a long, long thing before you get to the goddamn point. Oh, that sucks. And uh, apparently there's this uh, uh, the general trend of the thing is that the, the rockier the, ter- the terrain, the more to the fucking point the language is. So, like, English, you have to put the thing it's about at the very beginning. Like, Right, yeah. The, Here's see, the subject. Right. right. Headline. Whatever. Get to the yeah. fucking point. Right. I see you. Right, right there. Yeah. See? Duck. Goose. See? Like, <laughs> the whole structure of it is that Sorry, you can get right assist. goddamn to it instead of, okay, well, I'm going to alter this with this, and I'm going to alter this with this, and then this will have changed this, and now we'll know what the hell I was talking about in the first place. (laughs) Uh, Because what I was talking about was not nearly as important as the way what I was talking about was doing the thing. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I have my moments. Sometimes I I will uh, uh, tell a pre-story before the story. Mm-hmm. And that's when I get in trouble. If I can't remember the <laughs> second part, right? You know, I'll be like, "Oh man!" That's and I'll worst. think of and and instead of just saying the main point, just write that in there. I'll be like, "Well, you see, right?" You know, I'll pull a pull a Ricky a little bit there. <laughs> you know, well, it all started, and you know, <laughs> you tell a little backstory, and then you forget about the the second part of the story because you're like, "Wait, what was I talking about?" Oh man, I don't remember. Uh. Yeah, we did the thing a little late. We were doing well into the second part of the show before either of us noticed. I, I did finally notice. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, fucking Hollywood has been on strike for quite some time. And you know what? I haven't been affected in any fucking way. I, I always forget about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I, I, my life has changed not at all. Uh, uh, thank you, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> what else can I say about, wait, the propaganda machine is, like, on protest? Yeah, yeah so they ran out of paper in the propaganda machine? They're waiting I mean, for the refill? Yeah. Sweet. No one, well, the wild thing is, and uh, so here's the thing, like, I like trying to predict things as well as I can. Okay, right. But some of this shit, man, Is this Nostropeclus? So- this is well. This is the end of Nostropeclus right here. Is what okay. uh, what I'm trying to tell you is All like right. people are stopping listening to propaganda, so things get a lot less predictable in the future. <laughs> uh, I think we are we are about to see like a whole bunch of shit happen really fast. Whatever it is, right? Uh, technology. Uh, I think like a- already. Prior to, like, I've lived through uh, the personal computer, right? Mm -hmm. I've lived through the early internet. I've lived through the advent, the the beginning of cell phones, uh, PDAs, which were a different device, about the size of a phone, really, that stored all your data, a personal data device, PDA, personal data assistant, I think is what they're called. I've lived through those. Then somebody put them together. And they were like, hey, this is way more awesome. We could sell a bunch of these. And then, like, eventually somebody was like, let's add a camera. 
And they were like, yes, let's do that. Now your magic rectangle is just like, it's your everything. You, it's your portal into the digital world. That's, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can see and hear and learn and watch and listen and all of that kind of thing, you know, uh, in, in the digital realm. It's, mm-hmm. it's a portal. Yeah. And so I've seen all of that. Uh, and now we've seen AI, cryptocurrency, right? Those are like, how, how when was... Oh, we haven't seen did, those yet. When did Satoshi drop uh, are, the white we paper? We are watching the birth. What year did Satoshi drop oh, the white uh, paper? 2009. 2009, okay. And it's 23 now, right? When did AI come out? It's been a couple of years, right? Since it's become popular on the internet, right? Uh, I'm well, going to say... Chat GPT took the world by storm, like, what, a year ago? I think so, yeah. So, uh, what's the math there? How many years in between the advent of crypto and the... Twelve. Po- Twelve years, all right. Yeah. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Hey, this is Riley. How are you guys? <laughs> hey. Uh, Riley, I'm glad you called, actually, because... Uh, oh, good. I mean, I would have been glad you called at any point, you know, for any reason, of course, uh, oh, but yeah, dude. but this specific call, I'm glad because we haven't done the thing yet that we usually oh, do the in the second half. The <laughs> the amble, the amble. Yeah, the we did amble. the preamble earlier, and oh, I know you know the good. amble. And I just, would, are you willing to try and do it with us on the phone here tonight? Yes, I am. Let's see if we can do this. All right. Uh, so here we go. The amble. Shit, Shit piss, piss, fuck, fuck cunt, cunt, cocksucker, cocksucker motherfucker, mother, and tits. And- uh, all right, close enough. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're on Beard Talk Live, Riley. What's on your mind? So I wanted to talk about, you guys are talking about Liberty Alive and you know moving to New Hampshire. And it seems like there have been a lot of people that have moved to New Hampshire for a little while for you know, Liberty, but move away. Yeah. Because for whatever reason. And to sure. me, it's Speaking it's really of cowards. Because, Some of them have come back, though. Yeah, they are I not mean, cowards. If you if you value freedom and you value this movement, why not say and keep supporting it? Why do you have to go elsewhere? I mean, this is if we can really work together, perhaps we can get liberty in our lifetime, or or perhaps we can just set up our parallel systems and have the government stop or or stop compliance with the government. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly how it starts, right? Um, and and it exists. To, to an extent here, right? There, there is a sort of a, a network of people who are of the like mind, and uh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, you you got to ask yourself one question. Do you think that the best chance for this involves physical proximity of people with this belief? It's really as simple as that. Now, I believe right. that the yeah. way that humans are, yeah. are are biological and physical and psychological makeup means that being in physical proximity with each other is going to be way more effective than being dispersed throughout the world. Now, if that is so, then, man, I don't know anywhere that's got more of us. So where do you have a better chance to do that? That's a good question. One thing I've really noticed, though, is libertarians are great at individuality and that's not a problem my concern is if we get so great at individuality we forget that we are also social beings and we also need to work together as community oh yeah and yeah. support each other 
connecting to our individual selves because that's a tough journey because it involves a lot of work. I mean, I've, I've been doing the plant medicine journeys with ayahuasca and mushrooms and cannabis and things like that. And, yeah. you know, that kind of work really begins exposing you to a lot of your inner wounds. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you start working with people who are just individuals and they forget, hey, we got to support each other in this process. we got to be able to learn how to see each other and know that as we explore our individuality, it's going to be a messy process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I do like is when you see moments of people coming together. Now, uh, absolutely, more people here in New Hampshire know who I am, at least within the, the voluntarist community, uh, the larger, just because I'm on the show uh, or the Free Talk Live and that kind of thing. And so, but I've met a whole bunch of people. And what I like is from time to time, something will happen and the whole community will come together or at least People you haven't seen in a really long time that, you know, have crossed your path at some point, you know, they're free staters or whatever or involved with the, the community and they all just come together at right? the last uh, uh, time that like really had an impact on me, of course, was during uh, Ian Freeman's trial. And so many people right. showed up outside the courthouse, man, and that, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, this is like a it's almost like a family reunion of sorts. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's a, a whole bunch of people who know each other, but they maybe don't act or interact daily. But they all know who each other are and, you know, sort of whereabouts they live. And maybe they've traded with them or bartered or something like that, you know, that type of a thing. Or somebody's recommended somebody to them. Like, it is a network of people. It is a community of people who know other people. And so you rely on, like, referrals and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Uh, when it comes to, you know, oh, hey, does anybody know how to, you know, I don't know, change my brakes or something, you know, Uh, that kind of a thing. I I will say that the world ahead of us, I think, involves uh, a lot of travel. I think a lot of us will be popping in and out because we're we are as a species about to become incredibly wealthy. Consider a train versus a car. Now, uh, a train is an essentially collectivist technology. Like you needed a, a a centralization in order to create the system that creates a train. You're going to use that train with a whole bunch of other people. You need uh, their uh, efforts and consent and all of that in order for this to work. It's a collectivist technology. Sure. Whereas a car, by its nature, is an individualist technology. You get in a car, you can go halfway across the country with no one's permission and do your own thing. Right. So part of what destroyed the Soviet Union was that they allowed the people to have cars. And it's a very empowering technology and a fundamentally individualistic one. So now they have a civilization that is individualistic, at least in its own way. So uh, a technology really can hold an idea and, and propagate it. And I think that the, the technology of cryptocurrency propagates uh, voluntarism. I agreed, yes. Anarchism, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, tomato, tomato. Yeah. The, it, it propagates peaceful interaction. It is the the evidence, right? Anarchy will never work. It's never been tried. Oh, it has. There it is. It's, it's, it's being tried right now. <laughs> Not only is it being tried, right it's one of the most successful technologies. Like, Anarchy yeah. has never worked. Well, my favorite is 29,000 right now. <laughs> But I got real big hopes for this one that's uh, hovering around 160. Uh, the Bitcoin symbol should be circle A. Right? <laughs> maybe not maybe not Bitcoin specifically, but like one like a you know. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's provable anarchy. 
It's mathematical evidence that anarchy works. Mm-hmm. That individual, like, like individuals, can exchange value with each other without being violent. Yeah, what a wonderful, wonderful idea, right? <sighs> Riley, I think the sooner people realize that you know we can't rely on someone else to tell us how to live, we can't rely on a so-called prophet or a so-called apostle or a so-called pastor or a so-called priest or a so-called pope or a so-called government. Yep. The sooner we realize we don't need these people is is the moment we take back our spiritual sovereignty, our physical sovereignty, and our mental sovereignty. Bam. Riley just dropping bombs on us, man. I mean, the good guy. <laughs> I was just thinking about, like, uh, what the the free market world would look like in terms of uh, churches and universities. Because, I mean, basically, what you've got there is you're still going to have, like, uh, but it would be a distributed version, I think, uh, a, a patronage system. Now, right now, we have a forcible patronage system for uh, the the universities, but at any rate, you end up with a person who is paid to think and to know things. Mm-hmm. I drink and I know things. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a t-shirt that said that, or somebody did. No, I didn't have one. But, uh, uh, I think all of the old institutions are going away. I think universities, right. like all of this, this Harvard and MIT, you know, it's like, no. I mean, they might be around, maybe a historical society will keep some of this stuff around and, you know, keep the buildings. You know, oh, this is where we're, but like, by and large, knowledge is just going to be transmitted. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, if you want to learn something, you can. There will be people who are willing to teach you for a fee or whatever. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's one of the big changes that's happening now. So uh, Elon is trying to catch up to Noster by making Twitter also a way of exchanging money. Right. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if PayPal ends up trying to get into a social media game at this point. <laughs> because it, it, it's... It's an obvious thing that mm. these are di- these are just different kinds of social networks. Yeah. I mean, value transmission is social activity. Yeah. So, of course, a system that combines your ability to negotiate contracts with your ability to pay those contracts is going to have an advantage. Yeah, if somebody could clone eBay and just uh, uh, implement cryptocurrency on that website mm. and put that out in the wild... Whew. Oh, that's a thought. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously we can do things like uh, uh, file storage or uh, computation uh, through cryptocurrencies. So there might very well was be the, a way of doing uh, that. A, a decentralized Road? autonomous organization for eBay. Yeah. Ooh, Daube. Yeah. <laughs> D-A-O-E. Daube. Daube. Something. Yeah, that's a weird word. Um. I'm surprised. Like, I know, like, we know the Silk Road on the dark web mm-hmm. was basically an eBay clone with cryptocurrency, right? Mm. So, like, that code has to exist, mm. right? And and I'm I'm guessing either somebody good at code or somebody, like, with an AI that can decipher the code can get the code, mm-hmm. and then you can make it open source or at least recreate it in such a way that you're not violating, you know, whoever's copyright or whatever, co- you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know... AI, now implement cryptocurrency, right? You know, and the AI goes, oh, let me figure out how to do that. 
And then it goes, hey, Captain, we did that. And I go, thanks, AI. And they go, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be sweet. Thanks for listening to Beer Talk Live. Peace.